Today, I have Kay Wyma back on Your Story with Melinda because she was that great when we talked about last week about being overwhelmed by life's pressures and how to be overwhelmed by God's truth. And so we continue the conversation this time, though, being overwhelmed by youth entitlement. Uh, Kay Wyma did an experiment, a 12-month experiment on how to rid youth entitlement in her home. And so we talk about every month what she did with her family and how she talked and was intentional with her kids to get rid of youth entitlement. She has a lot to say. She has five children. And she talks with me about what it means to see them as God sees them with purpose and opportunity and with them being the image bearers of God. Wyma, here you are again. Thank you I so much. I couldn't get enough of you. That's why I had to bring you back for a second show. It goes both ways. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I mean, the last show we talked about uh, being overwhelmed, kind of by life's pressures and expectations, and then to be overwhelmed by truth. That was an amazing conversation. Oh, I think we could continue having that yeah, one all and the I think, time. Actually, and I think we will. There will be, right. you know, like little... Um, um, little comments about being overwhelmed because of the topic we're talking about today. Right now, if you've written so that was uh, you've written that book, um, not the boss of us, not the boss of us. Yes, uh, and you also wrote another book, which I, I can't wait to talk about because it was called Cleaning House: A Mom's Twelve Month Experiment to Rid Her Home of Youth Entitlement. <laughs> Notice how I just went right in there, looked at all the cameras, Youth Entitlement. I can't wait. And and why I kind of laughing at cuz I've got a 14-year-old uh, son and an 11-year-old daughter in the house. And there are times when this percolates and comes up to the surface this right. entitlement. So I, I can't wait to talk all about this with you. First of all the experiment. Um, I just want to get advice from you as a mom because yeah. I'm kind of in the throes of that. So let's start off with this this book, this experiment, how did this come to be, this 12-month okay. experiment? what's so funny is that it was my 14-year-old son that was really, <laughs> I mean, just thinking back, because it was a couple years ago, and I was driving down one of the major streets in Dallas, Okay, and we were the meat in a luxury car sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a Porsche on our right, and a Lexus on our left, and a Maserati in front of us. And I, I have heard that name, Maserati, yes. but I'm just saying it could be driving. I could be driving it and not know what it was. Like, I just, I don't know. What do I care about a car? I love you know? Maseratis. Oh, well, so does my son. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know that about him. Yes. And uh, and so he's just like, we're driving to school, and he he's like, hey, I wonder which one of those cars I'd look good in at 16. You know, and I swallow. Yeah, too. and I'm like sitting there, and I swallow the vomit in my throat, and I'm like, what? And I'm looking at him going, what planet do you live on? My husband's a missionary kid, so we, I mean, for him yeah. to even have anything in our house where you pay a monthly fee, no matter what, and and we do fine. I mean, I'm sort of like, we can have cable, you know? And um, and so I look at him thinking, do you know what house you live in? And did that come out of your mouth? Haven't I, haven't I been telling you about how it's better to give than receive? You know, and I'm just... Yeah. And then I think, you know, all they ever hear is wah, 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 mm-hmm. wah, wah. They it's don't like Charlie hear. Brown. It is. It's totally true. Charlie Brown. It's teacher. so true. Mm-hmm. So I am frustrated by that. 
And and I and truth be told, like later on as I think about it, it wasn't the car. Like it was the car only in the sense that if he had one of those cars, he would be looked at as if he's okay. So it yeah. seemed to me like, that's disgusting. But at the core of it, it really was a kid at the cusp of just life wanting huh. to be okay. So that makes sense because Nathan – our 14-year-old, has said to me, oh, Mel, when I'm 16, I want a Lambo. A Lambo. And I'm like, a Lambo? He's like, yeah. That's, that's it, Lamborghini. That's, yeah, they're like, uh, he's like, it'd be so cool. So every time I go buy a Lambo, he's like, that's my car at 16. I'm like, he goes, but if not a Lambo, then a Ferrari will do. But not even joking. Like, I'm like, ah, ha, ha. He's like, I'm not joking, No, he Mel. isn't joking. I'm not joking. Because that would make him okay. So that's it, but but that's that's at the core. It's just a human being wanting to be okay. And in their Mm. world, that would make them okay. Wow. All right? So it took me a little bit to get to that because I was so mad. Okay. And so I drop the kids off. I do what I do. I call my sister-in-law, and I'm like, can you believe what happened this morning? Oh, my gosh. You're so disgusting. (laughs) And she goes, well, you're not going to believe what happened here. And in her house, okay, I have five kids. Yeah. And hold hold on to your hat. She is seven. Come on. I know. And I'm like, where were we, like, in health class? Because we were <laughs> friends when we were in, from kindergarten on. Yeah. And, and I'm like, did they <laughs> teach about that, you know? So and that, we should stop there on that one. Yeah. And um, and so her oldest, who is the golden child, you know, the one mm. that still, when he walks in the room, he's 24, 25 now. I mean, birds sing, and we're all like, Johnny, you know? Oh, yeah. And so that week, she had put on his plate the job to take the garbage out. And she said, for this, because there's nine bodies in that house. So there's a, a lot, lot of a garbage. Lot, yeah. and, uh, and it was a Friday. And she said, I just want to tell you that this week she had decided not to help him. And he was, I think, 18 at the time. <laughs> like not and, to help uh, him, what, do? Uh, with the garbage. Oh, and okay. so she said that morning he had literally climbed over a mountain of garbage to get to his car because his definition of taking the garbage out was taking it out of the receptacle and putting it by the back door. And I was oh. like, oh, not him. You know, it, the goal, because he is the golden truly, boy. and he's an amazing kid. I mean, yeah. he is so terrific. And, and I was sort of like, that's. What's going on here? And I go home, and every dish is in my house, left out. All the beds are unmade, unmade including mine. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the yeah, apple didn't I, fall that far can happen. from the tree. That can happen. Mm-hmm. And I had a moment because I was sitting there going, they're looking to me to serve them. Like, they're looking to the state to serve them, and I don't even believe in that. And, and it mm. grossed me out. And I was sort of like, all I want for them is to be independent when they walk out of this house. And I don't know what's happened from the time when they were little and I made them make their beds and do that kind of stuff. Ooh. It just got easier for me to well, do it I, myself. Yeah, and I like it a certain way with the throw pillows. Right. I know, I know. With their beds in our house, it's like I like it nice and clean, and then I like a nice the throw pillows arranged and the blanket draped like an HGTV <laughs> house. Because the cameras might show up. Maybe. <laughs> Possibly. You just never know. The queen could That's show right. up and just and grace it us with her presence. Yeah. And so... The, the conviction's starting here, Kate, because I, I do <laughs> the beds. And, and we've made we started having them do it, and disaster. It is. Okay, so okay. here's what's interesting. I, I literally, as I sat on the couch, kind of grossed out by myself, and, and I was sort of going, do they know really how to do anything in this house? And, mm. like, really do it. And so and the kitchen was behind me. I was like, wow, they think things are cooked and served, you know? And, and the laundry, you know, magically all their clothes appear in their drawers. And all this stuff that... That's like I, I think I could. I'd started a blog, 
And I, my blog was to have people come and talk about teenage stuff because I wanted to know what was coming. And so I got, mm. I got people that knew, and they would opine on a certain day. And I seen her going, they could use something fun and funny for fodder for people to enjoy. And I went, I, as I went through the house, I thought, I'm going to write about that. I'm going to put everything on their plate, and I'll write about that. And that, that's going to be hilarious and productive at the same right. time. And because I had read a book about a guy that had lived through a year of, it was called The Year of Living Biblically by A.J. Jacobs. Yes. And it was a great book. Yeah. And, and I was sitting there going, I'm going to do that. And uh, I drew the line in the sand and regretted it about the minute that I did it, you know, because <laughs> who really wants to do that? Yes. And it probably took two weeks. Our first task, like I had tasks, and they're in the book by chapter, you know, the kitchen, the laundry, okay. the toilets, like the yucky stuff Gross, in the yeah. bathroom planting plants hosting a party because i want my kids to be able to have people over um there was a month of manners you know simply manners and they had to do mannerly things all the time like even letting someone into the elevator before you i mean you just name it but the Mm. first month was the kitchen and it was to the task was to to do dinner and so each kid got dinner legitimately across the board their own for a night and my kids at that age were four to to 14 and um, and so the youngest four would help out. Okay. And uh, the next one up, I think he was nine, maybe eight, and he was slow on the uptake, so he got the first night to do it. You know, yeah. they were all moaning and groaning because we started with a family meeting, and that was the first thing I okay, learned. Okay, so that's what you were. Ex- so you, when you started this experiment, you had a family meeting to explain why because, and what. Yeah, I asked somebody that knows what they're doing. What if you're going to change something in your house? What's the best way to do that? And she said, Well, for sure, start with a family meeting and have on your plate the absolute certainties of what you want, and then give to them the way to do it so that they own it because okay. they need to have ownership in whatever's going on. And was your husband on board? with this sort of okay i don't john on board the answer is yes Mm -hmm. because i am a big believer in allowing the i mean i just feel i believe in the way that the lord put the family together and so he's the big boss and uh, and i and not in some way that it's oppressive it's sort of like we work together and I put it before him, and he was sort of like, this is a wacky idea, but okay. Yeah. And, um, and so we all sat, and each kid picked a night for dinner. And it was really on that first kid's dinner that I learned that I was sitting there going, this is a problem. Like, this hmm. thing is a societal problem. Because at, with five kids, I, it would be hard for me to enable my children. There's too many. So when we would go to the playground, I honestly would let them play on the playground. I wasn't hovering over the edge of the drop-offs, you yeah. know, that they might fall. Right. Because I was just happy to sit down, you know, mm-hmm. and I was sort of like, go play, good luck with that. Yes. Don't yeah, walk off the edge, it's yeah. going to hurt, you yeah. know. And then the mothers next to me would be gasping, going, where's that child's mother, you know, yeah. or it must be the nanny over there that's not watching. Yeah. And then I'd cringe as I left as they knew those were my children. Yeah. And, um, and so I wasn't, I'm not a helicopter mom. I, I don't even, I really, I just, there's too many. Like I can't <laughs> help them with their homework. Right. I would be doing, I mean, and they don't want me to because right. I'm terrible at it. 
But what floored me as this little kid goes to the grocery store and he had the worst attitude. Oh my gosh, he was stomping all the way into the grocery store, you know, announcing to everyone how mean his mother is. And this is because this was his night to make dinner. It was his night to make dinner. And he was the first one up. And as we walk into the grocery store, our neighbor was there, a man who was holding bags. And he was like, what, what is wrong with you? You know, talk to my child. And he was like, my mother's making me cook dinner for everybody. It's horrible. No one I know has to do this. And he was holding <laughs> the bags. And he said, I just want to, sh- I want to show you these bags in my hand. This is my dinner. I'm going home and I'm cooking it for our family. And so you can do this. So the phrase, you can do this, hit him when he walked in the door. He got to see people living life together. This is the coolest thing about this whole experiment mm. is that we're living it together. He he thinks he's alone, the only one, which is what we do whenever something bad happens. I'm right. the only one that happens. You're not. Right. And so he has all these life truths just hitting him in mm. the face that I'm not sitting down with a scripture and going, oh, this is true. I mean, he's living it. All right. So so he, he's sort of already got like, you know, some air in his lungs and a little wind in his yeah. sail. He gets the card. I tell him we go through what he had decided to make that evening, and then we start to go to the go around the grocery store. And I realized I'd never even shown him the grocery store because I would endure the grocery yeah, store. Yeah. With and them. I seriously think I don't like the grocery store at all. Me like, neither. It pains me. I, it overwhelms me. Um, we've brought the kids, and I've now started. And again, they didn't really like it. Even pushing the cart. Yeah, uh, dude, you're 14. Push the cart. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's I so. Know. I'm like really. Yeah. And then and then I made them like choose like tomatoes and how to do it well I mean at first it was like let's just get this one throws it in. it's yep. all bruised and gross I'm like oh do you want to look at it oh it was it's like the hardest thing okay, to actually look to see what's if it's so cool bad because yes yes and yes yeah until they own it when they own it and it's their meal it is totally different and I'm yes, not kidding yeah. you because I've heard it from people all over because I will tell my story and I'll have people write in and they're like, oh, my gosh, the same thing happened to me. Right. Okay, so we start going around the grocery store. He was mm-hmm. making brownies because he got to have dessert. Mm-hmm. And we hit the butter. And he's like, why are there so many butters? Because there are a lot of choices. There's a lot of choices. Yeah, so right there we have an economics lesson. You know, they are priced differently. It's brilliant. It's, okay, it's yeah. so cool. He's owned it by that point. He takes the list and doesn't even want me with him as he's going up and down the aisles looking for the stuff because That's it's cool. become a game. And it's now not like, oh, you've made me do this. But I wasn't sitting there going, go pick the stuff. He's finding it for himself. And we check out. And there's a gal, a checkout gal that for years I have tried to talk to because she just, I, I mean, she seems hurt. Yeah. Like, And every single time it is my mission to have her speak, maybe possibly say my name. you know, Because right. I always am asking her. The kid walks up, she's instantly talking to him. And, I, and, and so there's relationship. Okay, so here's okay, another so part. Okay, so that's good. Yeah. And people are so, because con- social media is a big concern for us right now with kids. Right. And part of the solution to social media is live human conversation and interaction right because it always feels better even if there's altercations there's something that goes with actually talking to a human where you feel good like you feel better when you're on the phone on facebook you don't feel good even if you walk on feeling good there's like facebook depression yeah their lives are so much better than mine and they're doing such great things yes and kids live it but for you to say give me your phone get off of that give me your phone get off of that it's a lot different than me saying to them how did that make you feel when you were talking to that lady yeah so i want to get into the story but i just i want to take a pause because i think that the sense of this youth entitlement are you saying that 
as families and parents, we've we've helped them become entitled. And I say that because I want to take some responsibility because a lot of times yeah. we, we blame it on a lot of other things. But what I'm hearing you say, is there, I mean, the responsibility for parents, because we say that. It, it I means a joke. We talk about it all the time when I have my dinner parties with my girlfriends and, and couples. We talk about youth entitlement. But we talk about it like it's something out there and right. we never take it to us to say there's a responsibility. So I want to kind of just talk on that for a mm-hmm. second because are we part of the problem? Well, that's what hit me when I got home from that grocery store trip. I will never forget it. I was standing in the foyer. He's bringing, I'm watching him bring in grocery bags. And it sounds ridiculous. It's grocery bags. What the heck, you know? And, And I was like, oh my gosh, how many times? It's like I've been selfish keeping these tasks in my house on my plate instead of giving them to them Mm -hmm. because in the simple act of doing a chore the independence that kid got just in that afternoon floored me Mm -hmm. and I really stood there going gosh I would never have considered myself someone that enabled my kids and and I was like but the independence that's coming from just the simple task in life is so powerful and significant Mm -hmm. and it and that was just the first week I mean it wasn't like it took I was sitting there going on this tour to end entitlement because I didn't even mean to do that I did you do a chart like what I'm trying to say is with like when you had the family meeting you explained did you explain like hey guys I think you're entitled therefore mom and dad are gonna what so because I think it's just sort of the steps of we've identified it I think every parent that's listening is like yep we've got entitled youth kids in our house right. I have to take some obviously a lot of responsibility because I do everything for them and, and I you know okay I would say I do that like I make the beds we make dinner they like set the table and they sit there and then they come and you know I mean we do a lot we do their laundry we do all that so in this experiment for 12 months did you kind of set a plan like each month this is what we're going to do and this I is what you're going to do I did do that okay. yes and now when we sat down I didn't say you know we're ending youth entitlement or anything like okay. that okay. my goal was to have an independent kid I was I sat at the beginning going right. I want them there are enough things in this life that beat you up and I don't want them sitting there at some point thinking they need to have a lawn guy come in and mow their lawn they need to know how to mow the lawn because right. that's like making them dependent on somebody I don't want them to think that they have to have me check their homework because they can do it themselves and if they completely screw it up then they'll learn where they can't do it and they will back up and learn it and move forward or go math isn't my deal you know right. I really am an artist there's I mean it's like the the goal for me was independence I didn't really realize what I was getting into and the goal for me was to have a kid that's like, you can do this. Yes, I can. Yes, you can. Because they don't believe it. They right. d- And mm. we don't believe it. Like we, because societal messaging, it's like a perfect storm. Because since the children were tiny, when you're, you know, you've been, families have been duped to a certain extent by societal trends and culture that says put a stopper in every single outlet because you don't want your kid to stick their fingers in the outlet and get you know, and right, yeah. and then parents will come in and judge each other, going, "Well, their outlets aren't covered; they must not be safe." You know, so we have this whole mm. element at play of society that says, "Go before, pave the road, because then they will be okay." Because they're only going to be okay if they get into this university, or they're only going to be I okay. I know. And what's funny is I think about being a missionary kid in the Philippines. <laughs> we were climbing trees. There was Absolutely. there was none of that climbing trees. I was eating dirt. We were on the road. I mean, we learned the hard way. We got a lot of bumps, bruises, and like. <laughs> sickness but 
honestly, it was actually the best thing. I think about it now, and it like I can sleep really well anywhere. I love all kinds of food. I we're pretty adaptable with weather and people. Socially, I look at my my sister and brother and I like we can talk to 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 people well. It eye contact because yeah. that was I mean that's how I mean my parents weren't perfect but on a lot of those areas we just had to learn yeah and you had no choice it was yeah. the way it was all it, it of really us was. I would yeah. say most of us I didn't grow up in the Philippines but man I got that message too when yeah. I was because I don't know why you have it in schools you have it in the in governments you have so much that it's like we will do it for you you just show mm. up okay oh, and yeah. um and so it's it's not a great messaging because on the other side of that you have someone that sort of doesn't have, they've atrophied muscles. You know, it's like, right. yeah, let's give them real muscles that can do this. And it's funny you bring up the climbing trees because I had an article in the New York Times. It was like, let them climb trees. because I love climbing trees. Well, and I had a neighbor and it stemmed off somebody that I knew that was frustrated with my kid that was climbing. She couldn't believe my kid was climbing a tree and she stopped me and said, because he was high up. That kid will awesome. be on the mission field. <laughs> and she said to me, why would you let him do that? And I sort of like, am I, I was like, am I not supposed to? I mean, I had, I, I had no response to that. And she said, what if he falls? What if he gets hurt? And I was sort of like, well, he'll fall and get hurt and maybe not do that again. You yeah. know, that was my thinking. Yeah. And then I was like, I think that's the messaging. What if they get hurt? What if they fall? And that's why we do it. And we do it because oh, we love them. Right. We do it because we love them. And we do it because that's the message that we've been given. And that's why I wrote that book. Because it was like, yes, we might be hearing that message, but no, we don't have to do that. Because right. these kids have so much worth. And I am telling you, you put a kid that is capable on to, with, with technology the way it is, and there is the cure for cancer. You know, right. But you can't get to a cure for cancer without a gazillion fails. Right. It won't happen. Yeah. That's how research and happens. I and they've got the, yeah. to learn how to fail and, I would say and get back up. In my story, too, you know, when I talk to a lot of young people, I talk about all the failures and things and the things that were against me that made me work harder. And even in some of the things that I, I wanted to do, um, I got the big no and cried my eyes out because I was rejected in this and I wasn't good enough for this and I wasn't tall enough to be a airline wow. uh, stewardess because I'm too short and like so many things I wanted to do but I said but it didn't stop me whereas mm-hmm. it's interesting when I hear kids are like oh well that would stop me right from the beginning I would right. never ever then go forward I'm like why like wh- actually it made me better because I had to kind of rethink and maybe go maybe I can't work on an airplane because I can't reach you know the luggage compa- right. so what else could I do that I love well I'd like to travel okay well maybe I'll try to be a travel agent so I went for that and then that kind of was cool, but I was like, oh, no, but you know what, I actually like, like the people part. And actually, that's how I okay, found my way and what mm-hmm. I love. Because it was all the fails, but that opened up my eyes to like, oh, I like that part, but maybe that's not it. Maybe it's something right. else. And I, I'm trying to encourage young people with that way. That well, they might good. say, well, that's good for you. Right. And I've heard that too. Right. But, but, it's, but the reason why they would say that, because as they hear you, they're like, oh, I wish that could be me. But they're not used to it. And so you have tons of stuff in your house that's free for them to mess up on. 
and yeah, to do and point. to keep doing and the monotony i mean for goodness sakes like laundry in and of itself it never ever 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 ends ends ever. and so you do it and you do it again and they'll be like i did that yesterday and it's like welcome to my world right. yes we do it every day you yeah. know the unloading the dishes okay and so going back to that night when the kid cooked the meal he cooked it for somebody mm. and so when he did it he had them in mind more than they had the oh poor me wah wah okay so thinking of other people yes which is the it's biggest awesome. part and I noticed as I when I wrote the book that every single task and you've got them all over yeah it gets your eyes off yourself and so even in the midst of moaning and complaining I can't tell you how many times like even with a meal mm-hmm. it'd be like well how do I have to do this again and as soon as they would start doing it the moaning would stop and then without them even knowing it they'd be doing something else like moving into some other task that yeah. that I hadn't That's even good. asked. It's fascinating and, and very powerful. So 12 months, just really quickly, because we have just a little bit of time left. So 12 months, tell us every month what you focused on, <laughs> if you can remember all those I know, 12. So it was the kitchen. Okay, so cooking. So that was one thing they're going to yes, cook. Yes, I okay. had them. Okay, I'm a, I have an MBA. So one of them was a group project. Okay. Which was fascinating because working as a group, you get it done almost instantly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it was so cool. And they had to come up with the project and do it all themselves. Yeah. It was awesome. And and then we went through all the tasks. Like I went around the house in my house because somebody listening right. may go, oh, we already do that. Great. Great. Good. Great. In other areas. Yes. And as we added tasks, it wasn't like we have to do this, 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 and this. I, I started with that and then realized quickly that's like overboard. Yeah. And I kept having to say, and I think this is important, what is my goal? What's the goal? Okay. Well, the goal is independence. And so so there, we're not living for perfection, yeah. which would go to the beds. You know, yeah. it's like just right. make your bed. Yeah. And then get better at making your bed. You know, yeah. think about the person coming behind because that was what was fascinating. So laundry, cleaning, cooking. Uh, yard maintenance. Yep, that's good. Uh, which, by the way, if you I, have a yard, but right. or you could do plants, plants, or anything. Gardening. I'm, I'm terrible at all of this. Right. I'm a horrible cook. Um, and so, and then we had kind of the big ones: hospitality. We had a month of of serving. We had a month of manners. Yeah, that's a lot. And what I think too that here's the thing, which I'm like, it means that as a parent, you have to very, be very intentional and be be involved in this well let me just say that's a big thing even some on like, yeah, that day with dinner i was i had a moment going why did i do this right and i'm sitting on the couch and i was like wait a second i'm sitting on the couch like when was the last time i did that and then the kids scurrying in the kitchen cleaning everything up because for me the kitchen mm-hmm. was cleaning up before making the list you know i they had a budget so they learned about budgeting they yeah. learned about tax at one point because they had to spend. Like they, I gave them a, a an incentive and a reward right. depending upon their age and what a reward looked mm-hmm. like. And then if they wanted something, they spent their own money. My 16-year-old, that, that dinner kid is now 16. And I'm like, the other day we were in Chick-fil-A and he said, uh, well, I'm getting water. And, and I was like, why are you getting water? Because he had been doing driver's ed, spending his own money anytime they took a break. And he was like, this stuff's too expensive. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you can, a, get a, you can get a Coke. I know, and I was like, adulting. let me get you a Coke. And, and I thought, oh man, that's amazing. And my, I have one daughter, she is a phenomenal baker and cook, which quite frankly, I would never have known that was in her wheelhouse if we hadn't done this. 
I, I mean, there's things. so much yeah, stuff, and I'm so grateful for it because every person has unique gifting and purpose. Like your fingerprint, it's yeah. yours. It's what you're created to do. Yeah. And how will you ever find it if you're not trying things? And love it's that. okay. Yeah, I, I love that. Some some takeaways I'm hearing because I'm really learning, and I'm actually thinking, okay, about what. Um, how I'm going to do this. It might not be like the 12-month experiment, yeah, but it could it be how you different want. parts. Right. So a couple of takeaways. I think, you know, I think to sit down with Chris, my husband, and say, let's let's kind of do an inventory of what we think about the kids because we're in a really interesting time now with a 14- and 11-year-old. So because there's been some frustration in those areas, and so I think to have a really honest talk with your husband, your spouse, your partner on your family, how, how we – let's do a sort of inventory on the kids. Second, I think I need to pray too. You know, I think um, we pray over our kids, we do prayers with them, and we really bring Jesus and why we follow Jesus and what this is about to them. And I think to be even more intentional about that, because they're very aware. Like mm-hmm. we say, the best person to follow uh, and to be like is Jesus. And so they're like, well, why? You know, so we, we talk through about how Jesus was with people, what he did. And so I think those parts of it are really important. And then I think my thing that I'm taking away is that because I'm such a control person and I want everything to be a certain way and a certain right. standard, I got to release that because the kids aren't going to make do a perfect meal, make the beds perfectly or do laundry, fold, you know, no, things perfectly. Like I had Nathan fold a towel the other day. Very simple. Just a towel, dude. I'm not talking about like a nice dress shirt or a nice pair of pants like with the crease. Just do a towel. Oh, my goodness. It took him like 10 minutes. He folded it, then he wrapped it in a, in a circle, then he unfolded it, then he was trying to, then he just sort of threw it to me in a ball. We had to try again. It was a towel. It was a beach towel. Right. But then I realized, I mean, I talk about, is this great? Like, would you want to unravel this towel after for your towel? He's like, no, it's crunched. Well, that's the point. So we had to kind of sit there, and I was like, I cannot believe for 10 minutes we worked on how to fold a towel in a great way that he would want to use that towel when he goes to the beach. And I think that's a big part of this. And so, like, when they're folding. Yeah, but when they (laughs) do it, set the task, and you decide. Yeah. Say, this is the standard. If you want to get the reward, and and a friend had told me, give them, like, the whatever you're doing. And we did dollar bills for every day. And and they got the dollar bills on the front end. And if they didn't do whatever it was, the dollar bill was taken taken away. away. Because we're more incentivized by losing than we are by gaining, which is fascinating. It's a stock market principle. That's great. Yeah. so and so you set the standards you get the dollar and it's sort of gooby and don't worry about it yeah you know and it and so it's for them and as they like when his sister's folding his laundry Mm -hmm. he's not so happy when it's not done the right way and that's part of the process good it's fascinating doesn't be perfect so so this intentionality the conversation lots of prayer you know and i think just kind of a a picture or mission saying what the family is to be i think to be, you know, the control part, I'm, I mean, I'm kind of trying to articulate it, but to just say, okay, that's, that's great. Like, if you want to do peanut butter sandwiches for dinner. For sure. Then okay. It's yeah. not going to be gourmet, like it was salmon and salad and quinoa and kale. But maybe or one day they'll maybe want it will for be. it to be. And I think to, I think that's actually exciting. At first, yeah. when I got into this conversation with you, I was like, oh, this could be really overwhelming. This is okay. like a lot. But no, I think but this I'm is exciting. I'm glad you hit the exciting. And okay. that's where it is for them, too. It okay. is not an indictment. It is an opportunity because they are worth it. Oh, that's so good. Okay? I love that. And that's, I think, another thing to take away is that they are worth it. I think sometimes we look at yes. kids and they're like, oh, you know, here they are and, you know, they're entitled oh gosh, and blah, blah, blah. They're so worth it. Yeah. That's they, good. I mean, created in the image of God. There's like, it's inside of them. They are so worth it and they do not believe it. 
and neither do we. And maybe the more we tell them, you have such great worth, maybe we get to hear that too because they are absolutely worth it. They absolutely can do it. Amazing. And then it's so exci- it's exciting. It really that is. That is awesome. That is so good. That, such good things. Such good takeaways, Kay. So author of Cleaning House, a mom's 12-month experiment to rid your home of youth entitlement. I think every parent in the teen years <laughs> or even before teenage years. It's easier before the teen before years. Before teen years. Actually, saying. be prepared. Yeah. Be a little preemptive to then, you know, when it happens. Get that book. Great idea. Lots of things. And I think it ties into, like, our last show of, of you know, sort of being – overwhelmed this is kind of can be part of the conversation of that if you're overwhelmed by your kids or about responsibility then then be intentional and do this it's 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 fun give them let some me tell responsibility. you i'm flaky i'm unorganized I, I mean i set the bar very low there is the absolute <laughs> good the bad the ugly yeah and it's funny and so, as you can only imagine yeah <laughs> amazing okay thank you so much we can pick up your book, this book, where? Yeah, any outlet. But, you know, I always am a huge believer yeah. in buying local. So, yeah. anyway, thank Do you that. so much. And then your website is? kywyma.com. And there's lots of information, and they can also get connected oh, to for get this sure. book, too. Yeah. Thanks for your thoughts, for your ideas. Thanks for inspiring me, Kay. It's it's so great. And I think I, I'm going to go home after this interview and have a little talk with my husband. I think I need to do a little remake in our <laughs> show. I mean, it's just like we could use a little more of that in our house, too. So. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks again. And we, we will have to get you back again a third time sometime soon, too. I'll do it. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Hey, wait. I know the show has ended and all, but could you introduce me to some of your really good friends? Sharing this episode on social media really helps us reach more people, and this story can inspire others to get stronger in their faith.